0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And
2: welcome, everyone. You are listening to Calvary Live, the call-in show where you, the listener, get to call in to today's show and ask questions. Maybe you got a question about the Bible, maybe about Christian living. We're also here to take your prayer requests. And I am your host for this hour. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. And you can give me a call. As you just heard the number, 303-690-3000. I'll be repeating that number throughout the show. And give me a call. You can be on the air and ask your questions. And if you're listening on Grace FM, all along the Front Range in Colorado and up in the southern Wyoming, welcome. You are listening live. And it's the end of the work week for many of you. And so let's end that uh, time with just talking about the things of the Lord. Uh, let's go to the scriptures to get clarity and understanding. Uh, let's be edified and encouraged by the conversation uh, that we have in this next hour and to be able to pray for you as well. So I'm sure that many of you, as you're traveling, uh, perhaps on the um home from work or from school or maybe you're at the workplace or at home give me a call if you're able to do that and love to talk to you about the lord and about the scriptures and uh the things that matter to you 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be on the air this is your show so uh give me a call grab one of those open lines and uh, let's see what the Lord has for us in this next hour. As I mentioned, those of you who are listening on Grace FM, you're listening live uh, at this time. And uh, I know that we have some snow in the listening area. So those of you who are experiencing snow on your way home uh, from work or school, please be careful as you drive. There is another means for you to be able to uh, to ask a question or a prayer request, and that's a dedicated line for texting. And that number is 720-336-0897. And we always encourage you to put those numbers in your contacts, and your favorites, so you can just pull it up when you want to be able to text a question or a prayer request or be able to call in and be on the line. Also, want to welcome all those who are listening on the East Coast, on Hope FM and Truth FM, that you too uh, can call at this time. Uh, That same number, 303-690-3000, we welcome you. I'm so blessed to be able to be a part of your lives. Pray that you're doing well out there on the East Coast, so many listeners out there. And uh, so as you do call in to the show, they will answer, Uh, we'll have our conversation And uh, then next week, uh, because we are a week delayed, you'll be able to listen to the conversation. But I've also noticed this, that many of you that have begun to call in from the East Coast, that you're actually listening online. And so we want to welcome all the online listeners. I think that's neat. You're listening to the show, you're listening online, and then you call in. And uh, so you can get on Grace FM on the Internet, and uh, you can... Uh, pull it up, and you can listen live, and many of you are doing that for all around the country, whether you're on the East Coast or the West Coast, anywhere in the United States. Welcome, welcome online listeners. You can call to at that number at 303-690-3000, text line 720 336 0897. Wherever you're at, we're so blessed that we can be a part of your lives, and uh, we welcome all of you. Speaking of online listeners, and uh, I remember uh, the last time I we went to Israel wasn't long ago, a year and a half ago or so, and listening uh, on Calvary Live uh, on my computer from Tel Aviv, and I remember that was so neat. Technologies. It's so wonderful that we can reach people all over the world, Uh, even gotten text messages from those uh, who are listening from the Middle East uh, to Calvary Live uh, to our radio program, and that just blesses me. Speaking of Israel, uh, by the way, while we're waiting for uh, callers to call in, uh, we are going to be going to Israel in October, and so we're going to be doing a study tour and the dates on that is october twenty third through November the third two thousand and nineteen. so if you want specific information on that, uh you can get on our website kachapelgreeely dot com and you can go to the calendar, and then you can pull up Israel 2019, and all the information is there and registration. So um, if you've never been to Israel, you always wanted to, check it out. If you're making year-end plans or what to do uh, for vacation or time off this year, uh, you can consider that and pray about that. A tour to Israel is absolutely amazing. I know that Pastor Ed and Calvary Church there in Aurora is going to be going here in a couple of weeks. And uh, what a blessing it is for those who are going to be able to go. We'll be praying for them, that they have a great trip. But Pastor Chuck Smith, my pastor, and uh, many of us uh, that are on the radio here, he, he uh, was our pastor for so many years that he always said that a trip to Israel, a study tour, is worth a year of Bible college. And I really believe it. On-site studies, uh, to be able to see the sites as the Bible goes from audio to video, uh, visual, you know, as you see everything. Um, The sites, we go to uh, the amphitheater in Caesarea, where Paul gave his testimony before Agrippa. We go to Mount Carmel, where uh, Elijah called down fire from heaven. The valley of Megiddo, where the last world war is going to take place. The Sea of Galilee, Capernaum, the whole town of Jesus. All the way up north to uh, uh, Caesarea Philippi, where Peter gave his confession. All over, Dead Sea, Qumran in Getty, Jerusalem, of course. And uh, so if you ever have the opportunity to go, uh, please, I know that you'll be blessed uh, as you do. Consider doing it, and uh, you'll be blessed tremendously. So, hey, uh, give me a call, 303-690-3000, and let's go to Charles in Knoxville, Tennessee. Charles?
3: Hey, Hey, how how are you (laughs) doing? Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, I sure can. How are you?
3: We are doing really blessed today. Thank you so much.
2: Well, thanks for calling.
3: Yeah, I just had a question. Um, My wife had recently purchased a piece of jewelry online that she really wanted. It was something that, you know, for a long time she's kind of had her eye on, and we ended up getting it for her. But come to find out a couple weeks later, the lady that she had purchased it from um, had a lot of associations with witchcraft, and a a lot of, you know, crazy things started happening in our house, and um, we're not sure if it was because of that or, you know, what the Bible says um, about that type of thing. I I mean, I feel like the Lord was putting on my heart, like, unclean things, but my wife's not sure if she should get rid of it or, you know, kind of what the, I guess, the next step should be.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good question, and needing to be sensitive to those kinds of things. I think the way that I would answer you, Charles, is very similar. You can read those passages there in First Corinthians. Remember that there was an issue of eating meat that was offered to idols, and Paul begins to talk about. Well, you know um, that the you know it's um, you know behind the idols, the idols are nothing. Um, and he goes on and he talks about the liberty that we have, but he goes on and he says, in our liberty, we don't want to stumble others. And then he goes on and he says that, you know, actually behind the idols are demons. So, you know, and then he, he starts saying that we shouldn't have fellowship with that. So I think, you know, for conscience sake is what is your conscience telling you? Um, he is saying that if meat offered to idols, don't say anything to the person that you present it to out of the sake of sensitivity and love. Present the meat. Um, if you eat it, everything's fine. You know, give thanks to the Lord um, that, um, you know, the, the, the idol, because they were buying these meats at the uh, places of idol worship where the worshiper came and they would uh, offer a sacrifice and, and the leftover meat was sold like at the meat market there. Meat was hard to get 2,000 years ago, so it was like getting this discount is what it was like. And, and so some people felt like they could eat that meat. It wasn't a big deal. Um, others were saying no for conscience sake because that meat was offered to an idol. I cannot eat that meat. And Paul says that if that, their conscience bothers them, then they shouldn't eat that meat and you should not present it. And he says, yeah. I won't stumble others in doing that. So that's really kind of where you're at, I believe. Yeah. Is, so you, you know,
3: think it's like the fact that my wife brought it up, it's, it's the Holy Spirit probably convicting her. Um
2: Right. To
3: some degree. Right. right?
2: Yes, yeah, to some degree. So if you got that piece of jewelry knowing that you know, that it, it's associated with witchcraft or occultic kinds of mm-hmm. things and it's just like this really bothers us, then uh, for conscience sake you know you don't want to keep it you can't keep it in faith so that's part of the liberty that we have in Christ um and and that's part of the decisions that we have to make i remember charles uh my wife and i were looking at uh, uh maybe a little cabin up in the mountains um and Ooh. as we were looking at it the gal who owned it it was just a little place a little place to get away and um and she was involved in witchcraft she was involved in wicca and actually mm-hmm. sending uh these spells she she was online there so she could send these uh, you know Things all over the world that has to do with Wicca, and we just did not yeah. feel good there it just there was something oppressing, there was something that was yeah. just different, so we just kind of left it alone uh, and We could have bought the cabin, there was nothing wrong with mm-hmm. it if if the Lord led us to do that, um, we could have dedicated it to the Lord, I think we would have been fine, but we just did not have a peace about it, so it's that peace that rules in your heart, and if you feel mm-hmm. like that you know this isn't right. Uh, For conscience sake, um, you can't do it in faith, um, then I think the Lord is maybe perhaps speaking to you.
3: Does that help out? I really appreciate it. Yeah, I think that really, that analogy really, I think hit the nail on the head for us. So we we really appreciate it.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you can cover those chapters there in 1 Corinthians and kind of go over it, uh, starting in chapter 8, um, chapter 9, um, particularly Romans talks about you know, our liberty in Christ, and um, so, you know, I think those will help you. So, hey, thanks for well, calling, Charles. Appreciate it.
3: Thanks a lot, and just um, uh, just wanted to let you guys know, thank you so much for your ministry. When we were actually living in Aurora, it was such a blessing to to be at Calvary Chapel Aurora, and I just yeah. wanted to say there was one time that we were in church, and this was when our son was being born, uh, Pastor Ed, uh, basically said, hey, you know, I know you guys are going through a lot of hard stuff, and he, he had never done this before, I don't think, but he just asked for people that were in need of uh, healing to uh, stand up and have others around them pray, and that really just was just an amazing move of God, and, you know, now our little yeah. boy's healthy, and we've got through all that.
2: Praise and, God.
3: Uh, just a praise report, so um, praise we love God. what you guys are doing, and God bless Thank you guys. You. Have a great day.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling, Charles. Appreciate it. All right. When somebody hangs up, there's an open line: three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Love, Pastor Ed. Such an amazing man of God, dear friend to me. Such a blessing to me, and to Sue and my family personally. Him and Marie and and Josh and Caitlin and and we just love them dearly, and we love the church at Calvary Church in Aurora, and and uh, uh, such neat brothers and sisters. So. If you're in the Aurora area looking for a place of fellowship, that's the first place I would head to because you're going to be loved, you're going to be fed, you're going to be ministered to in such a wonderful way, just as Charles was uh, giving testimony of. Well, let's continue with the phone lines again. When somebody hangs up, 303-690-3000, grab one of those open lines. Let's go to Leticia in Greeley. Leticia, Hello. how are you?
1: I'm good. I, I was huh. calling to tell you that I agree with what you were um just speaking about the Israel trip um yeah. but I'm going to speak in the perspective of my son. Um there was an opportunity and I know it was the Lord that um an opportunity for him as a college age student um that was offered to him about it's going on 2 weeks that he went and he just got back about a week ago and um and it's through a program called Passages and it's a Christian program. And they took him for two weeks to Israel. And I was a little worried because he's going to college, and I was hearing, you know, um, kind of ideology that is being taught there. And I was like, Lord, you have to intervene, and you have to start speaking to him. But now Mm -hmm. he's at an age where he has to choose you on his own. We, as parents, we can't—I can't just be— Constantly, I mean, I have to always be reminding them, you know, of the Lord and His Word and to be in it and things like that. But we get to a right. we get to an age where we have to choose on our own. And that opportunity came up for him for only seven hundred dollars, and I was like, Oh my Lord, this is you, even yeah, seven hundred, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, He went, he went, Pastor, and and oh my Lord, he says, Mom, now I can understand. And I was every single day I would pray, Lord. Speak to him. You walked that territory. Speak to his heart. Speak to his mind. Speak to his spirit, Father, connected to you. And um, he he said, Mom, if people don't believe in, in Christ and Jesus and God, I don't see how. He goes, I felt when I was there, he was the best. And he sent me a picture of him where he went and got baptized at the Sea of Galilee. And he said, mm-hmm. "My mo- Mom, it was it was." Awesome he goes, it was the first thing I did, um, New Year's Day. And he said wow. and and that when he called me I said, um, his name is Alex and I said, Alex, you already got baptized in church I said, This time I pray that it's like in the in the in the word where Jesus, you know, the, the dove descended, the Holy Spirit descended and that's what I want for you, you know, for you to, to connect to the Holy Spirit to to, yeah. to you know, to let him govern your life. And that's where my prayer is. And um when right. he showed me the picture where he took it, I cried because I saw the joy and I could feel that it was the Lord that had spoken to him and I saw that the joy in his face, like, Mom, I felt Jesus there and and I'm so yeah. glad I went. I know at first I said, You're making me go but I'm so glad that I went. He goes, I yeah. experienced yeah. It's Christ. A...
2: You know, Leticia, it's a very special place, and and that baptismal site there by the Sea of Galilee, we go there, last time I went there, I think I baptized like 28 people, and um, it's a very special place. Um, It's, um, matter of fact, the baptismal there by the Sea of Galilee, just on the very south end where the Jordan River comes out, uh, um, people from all over the world come to be baptized there. And... Uh Jesus was probably baptized to the south of there, more towards the Dead Sea. They have another baptismal site over there that's fairly new. But what's special about the place by um the Sea of Galilee is is that Calvary Chapel helped fund that baptismal site and um, and they got a plaque there with Pastor Chuck. But uh Israel, when you go and you see the sites and and um you see where Jesus walked, where the prophets ministered, it it is an amazing thing. And um, it just touches your heart in a deep way. So I'm glad he was able to go. And Leticia, I know about when our kids grow up. I got four adult kids um, that you pray for them. You, you speak wisdom in their life, but they're going to have to make their own decisions. And it's wonderful when they make decisions for the Lord. So I'm so glad that Alex was able to go and be blessed and um, had that experience. So thank you for calling, Leticia. Appreciate it. Okay, we're going to continue on, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We have some open lines. Let me give you that text number again, and that is 720-336-0897. And uh, Leticia, somehow uh, I kind of lost you, but thanks for calling. Appreciate your comments. So glad you were blessed. Thank you so much for calling Calvary Live. Let's go to Dan in Loveland. Dan?
3: Yeah,
0: hello.
2: How are you, Dan?
0: I'm great. I'm great. Good, you're on Calvary Live. I have a question for you. I understand that we we know how Jesus called the the fishermen to follow him, and we know how Saul became Paul, but I, I really don't know how Luke became an apostle. Do you have anything on that?
2: Well, Luke actually was not an apostle. And that's a misnomer that people think that because he wrote the Gospel of Luke, he also wrote the um, Book of Acts with Correct. the Gospel of Luke, which is by words the longest gospel, I believe. Uh, and then the Book of Acts, that's a quarter of the New Testament. Luke is Greek. And when he wrote his his gospel, he wrote it for the Greek audience. All four gospels— emphasize an audience. Matthew wrote his to the Jews to show that Jesus is the King of Kings. And so Dan, he, writing to a Jewish audience, he uses a lot of Old Testament scripture that it might be fulfilled of Isaiah because they were familiar with the scriptures. Mark, who was not an apostle, but he was Jewish, we read about him in the book of Acts that traveled with Paul and Barnabas and then he is also mentioned in at the end of Paul's life um, as well. But Mark um, wrote his gospel to show that Jesus is the perfect servant. It was Luke who was a Gentile. He was not Jewish. He was a doctor. He traveled with Paul on his missionary journeys, probably met Paul in Tarsus. It is believed that they knew each other before Paul started his missionary journeys because in Tarsus was a big medical school. So perhaps it could be, we don't know for sure, that Paul brought Luke to the gospel, ministered to him, um, and he got saved, and then they met up on the second missionary journey because all of a sudden Luke, who is writing the book of Acts, the pronoun changes to we, and he's traveling along with them, with Silas, Paul, Luke um, on the second missionary journey, and then also who joins them is Timothy. What what an incredible missionary team that it must have been, Um, because uh, Luke here is ministering with uh, Paul. Paul probably needed that because he was always taking a beating. Um, He's called the beloved physician by uh, Paul. He uh, traveled with Paul. But here's the thing that intrigues me, that Luke never talks about himself. He never mentions himself. He never says, you know, I was feeling this way or I did this. He always just mentions himself as as a traveling companion there, uh, in those personal, you know, pronouns. We uh, we were, tr- you know, traveling. Yeah, isn't it interesting? I can't wait to meet Luke. And then Paul, at the end of his life, he says, "All have forsaken me, but Luke is with me." He was so faithful, and I can't wait to meet him. But he was Gentile and probably met Paul, because Paul, after he was saved, as you kind of chart everything out. After he was saved, he went to Damascus, of course. Um, He would then leave Damascus, go to Arabia for a couple years, where he's taught by the Lord. He goes back to Damascus. They want to kill him. He's lowered over the wall in a basket. He goes to Jerusalem to meet with uh, Peter and John and the guys there, they're kind of holding him out at arm's length. He goes into the synagogue to preach to the Hellenist Jews there. They want to kill him, so they send him on a boat to go back to Tarsus. And Dan, it is believed that there Paul was there for several years. He had lost everything. He had lost his prestige. You know, he had lost his um, position in Judaism. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. And what does he have to do? He has to learn to make tents but God was working in Paul because he would then, when revival breaks out in Antioch, um, he is uh, brought there by Barnabas. They begin their first missionary journey. John, who wrote the Gospel—I uh, mean, not John, but Mark, who wrote the Gospel of Mark, he traveled with them, but then he would leave them, and Paul wasn't happy about that. So there's, these are real people with real friendships, challenges, just like we go through— that are recorded in the Bible, and so many lessons that are there. But, man, Luke is an amazing guy. Can't wait to meet him in heaven.
0: Yeah, me too.
2: Yeah, so that's the story of Luke. And um, it could be, when you go to the book of Hebrews, it is believed probably, we don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews, the, the human instrument, but probably the best guess that I think is that uh, Paul wrote the book of Hebrews, maybe translated in Greek by Luke. So, if Luke, you know, helped in that, you got Luke's Gospel, the book of Acts, and the book of Hebrews. So, pretty interesting things. So, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. So, and here's the other thing about Luke um, is that Luke he writes to Theopolis. and we don't know who Theopolis is, but he, It took a lot of effort for him to write the Gospel of Luke and then also the book of Acts to one person whoever Theopolis was and and I think you know how much time and energy do we spend to minister to that one person in our lives and and Luke shows that and uh, he says to the most excellent Theopolis um, as he writes to him and uh, and he's just an amazing guy just a godly man And I I can't wait to see who Theopolis is because I'm sure Theopolis must have been saved uh, because of the ministry of Luke. So, um, but anyway, interesting, interesting things to think about and ponder about. So, hey, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. All right. We're going to get ready to go um, to a break here. Actually, we got a little bit of time. Let's go to Julie in Aurora. Hi Julie.
1: Hi, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you doing? You're on Calvary Live.
1: Yeah, Um, so I have a quick question for you. Um, My daughter is in sixth grade, and she gets approached by some of her friends who are gay, lesbian, and pansexual, I think she says, and they ask her what she thinks about that, and she doesn't really know what to say. She doesn't want to hurt their feelings, but she knows biblically what the Bible says
2: about it, and she's wanting to know what is a good response. Yeah, and you know, that's tough for a sixth grader. I mean, at that young of age in sixth grade, um, you know, the Bible says, be innocent of evil. And and I, I think of that verse when I think of our kids um, and how all this stuff is being pushed on them, um, Julie. It's just... It's amazing how they're learning it in school. It's being talked about, all these things. And um, it's hard. It's a lot of pressure for a child, you know, who's in fourth, fifth, sixth grade, even younger, that are being asked these questions. And and it just breaks my heart that they're having to face a culture um, that is putting those kinds of questions on them and things on them and the pressure on them and um and i think julie it's very important that you pray with her that you continue to to just um, minister to her for her to be able to answer in a very honest way in a very simple way uh that the bible says um that you know this about uh homosexuality if they're asked directly about it and um and you know you know pansexuality is uh, I guess, you know, not interested, whatever, um, but that it is something that God created between a man and a woman and keep it as simple as possible. And, um, and that's the direction I would go with it. But just pray with her and, and uh, minister to her. And they're going to have to learn, our kids at a very young age, to stand for righteousness. Okay, yeah, Julie? we've
1: talked about that. Yeah, we've talked about that. That the Bible clearly says what it says about homosexuality, and I've just said to her, you know, you're either for God or you're against God, and you know, just yeah. let us know how you feel and what the Bible says, and that you agree with the Word of God.
2: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and it's not just for her; it's for all of us. And unfortunately, um, there are more pastors and. Uh, churches that are accepting that and we are very clear what the bible says that homosexuality is a sin Uh, any kind of sexual immorality is a sin so we want to stand for righteousness hey thanks julie appreciate it hey we're going to go to break we got open lines 303-690-3000 grab one of those open lines as we continue to talk about the lord we'll be right back
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
2: Good to be with you, my name is Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. So blessed to be with you as Many of you are ending your work week. Not all of you, but many of you, you're on your way home looking forward to the weekend. And I hope that we can be a blessing as you begin uh, your weekend and and that your weekend would include being in church. Um, and so uh, we encourage you to be in fellowship, to be in church. Hebrews chapter 10 says, don't forsake the assembly of ourselves together, especially as you see the day approaching. And we are seeing the day approaching. So I'd like to let you know that here at Calvary uh, Chapel Greeley we have three Sunday morning services at eight nine thirty and eleven o'clock, and we are going through the Book of Romans. And what an incredible study that it is! We are actually going to be starting in Romans chapter eight this weekend. And Romans chapter eight is called one of the richest and most powerful chapters in all of the New Testament. And uh, so come and join us. We got a place for all the kids. Eight, 9, 30, and eleven o'clock. Love to to have you come out and serve you and your family. And then also on Wednesday nights, we just uh, started a couple weeks ago, the first of the year, um, a study in the Book of Revelation, the Apocalypse according uh, to Jesus Christ. and And the the word apocalypse sounds scary, but it's just a word that means the revealing. the a revelation of jesus christ the unveiling of jesus christ that we would see jesus more clearly in his power and majesty and his glory that he's sitting on the throne that he is going to come back just as he said he would and as john is exiled to patmos the elder statesman of the church isolated he's alone um and all of a sudden for the first time in over 60 years he hears the voice of the lord and he needed to know that the lord Was going to keep his promise and that he's going to come back and that he's in control they were going through persecution through the hands of the emperor domitian and it's so rich and the whole priority of the book of revelation is for us this generation to understand this that jesus christ is coming back and john write these things down that must shortly take place not that they might or it's a possibility but these things are going to take place so Incredible study. We just gotten through the first nine verses of the book of Revelation. So, um, check it out on our website Um, if you want to listen to the teachings or if you're in the Greeley area. Love you to come out on Wednesday nights at seven o'clock. The book of Revelation. And we got a place again for all the kids and for the youth. I'd love to see you. So, um, let's just continue. Uh, learning the scriptures is so important. Be in fellowship with other believers. So again, I want to encourage you to be in church. Well, let's go back to our phone lines. We do have some open lines, and uh, plenty of time for you to call, be a part of the show. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And then let me give you that text number again, 720-336-0897. That's a dedicated text line for you to text in a question or a prayer request. But let's go to Rick in Franktown. Rick, hello.
0: Yeah, hello. How are you,
2: Rick? You're on calvary live. Yeah, how are live. you? I'm doing good. Yeah,
0: thank you. Seems like there's a short delay in the line. I'll be more patient with my answers, but I appreciate it. I, <laughs> I had a comment, no. uh, the mom that just called, asking yes. a challenging question. What does our 10, 11, 12 year old kids say to these people that are challenging them with the question of homosexuality and what they think of it? And my comment for her might be just to remember that Jesus didn't always answer challenging questions directly. A lot of times he answered them with a question of his own, and that she might be able to help her little girl understand that there's a way to turn people towards Christ in this. Um, They've been lied to, too. The world, the flesh, and the devil all deceives us, and if she can use that question as a springboard and say, you know, it doesn't really matter what I think of it, it matters what Jesus thinks of it, um, that might be a big help and allow her to open up to these kids with the gospel and, and the real yeah. good news. Yeah.
2: absolutely. And I appreciate your comments, Rick. And you know when they the when the Pharisees would come, and they would challenge Jesus. Jesus oftentimes would say to them, "Have you not read, or do you not understand?" And or he would ask them a question. And because he knew the motives of what they were asking, trying to trap him, trick him, back him into a corner. So, um, he was very wise in that, so that's why it's important for us to as just as you said, you know you can ask you know why are you asking you know um and and um to be able to uh, ask a question, well, let me tell you what you know the Bible says, and to be able to approach it at that um kind of way and that 's the way jesus did and I tell my congregation that all the time I tell my congregation you know. Jesus. He didn't get into an argument with them. Um, he didn't debate with them. He would say, oftentimes, have you not read or you do not understand? And he would take them always back to the Word of God. And that's what we're to do as Christians. We stand on the truth of God's Word and um, to be able to do that. And and oftentimes, too, he would you know, ask them a question, and, um, you know, when they asked him about the ministry of John the Baptist, he said, let me, you ask you a question, and you answer me, and then I'll answer you. So a uh, good approach and just the discernment of the Lord in those things. So That's that why
0: Jesus had it all over us, is he knew their motivations, and we don't always know that. So exploring yeah. the person's motivation first is a great place to start. Maybe they're earnestly seeking the truth, and, and uh, yeah. or maybe they're trying to trap you and corner you and tell you that you're intolerant or... All the other nasty things that can come along with that but i think right. i think just for all these kids as they start facing that at that age it's great to remember that you know asking them a question back might be the best answer you can get because questions get people thinking
2: yeah and i think that's a good point i think that's an excellent point you know why are you asking um do you yeah. want to know what the bible says um and all these things so i appreciate your comments on that rick good point
0: get my call
2: all right Thanks, Rick. Appreciate you calling. All right. Have open lines. And so 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We have all open lines. And I always say that if we have open lines, we'll go to the text messages. So let's do that right now because we still have plenty of time left over in the show for you to be able to call in and, and to ask a question or give a prayer request and love for you to be able to do that. I know that some of you, you need prayer before you go into the weekend. You need prayer for your family. You need prayer for your kids, and uh, would love to be able to do that. Or you got a question that maybe you're thinking, I, I've never uh, called in, but maybe now that I get a chance, it's Friday, i got a little bit of time left, I can do that. Give me a call. would love to talk to you. But here's a good question that came in. Uh, somebody text in. Uh, they didn't leave a name, and that's okay. But 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 says that we will stand at the judgment seat of Christ to be judged for our works. I thought we couldn't work for salvation. And that's a good, good question in that, that as we know that um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, and I'm going to read it for the sake of our listeners, uh, that it tells us, Paul says that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So as you read that, sometimes people get a little confused. They think, well, I didn't think we're going to be judged for our salvation and work for our salvation. But what Paul is writing about in this chapter is he says that we must all appear before and... The Greek word is the bema reward seat of Christ. So Paul's writing to the Corinthians. They would be familiar with that term. And in Corinthians, they had these games, these um, games that were like the ancient Olympic games. Um, Athens was only about 50 miles from Corinth. They had the Olympic games there, but they also had the Isthmus games in Corinth. And the winners of each event would at the Bema reward seat. So when they read what Paul is saying here in the Greek, the Bema reward seat, they have an understanding of what he's saying. You see, we cannot work for our salvation. There's nothing that we can do in and of ourselves to earn salvation. It is a free gift. We know that clearly that the scriptures declare that. Matter of fact, going through the book of Romans, we just finished chapter 6 of Romans that tells us that. Uh, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We see in chapter 5 of Romans, he says uh, over and over again, repeatedly, that the gift of grace is by one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Uh, the free gift, which comes from many offenses, resulted in justification. He goes on and says that the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Jesus Christ. And the free gift came to all men, the next verse, verse 18, resulting in justification. So over and over again, we are told that salvation is a free gift. But with that said, we can not work for salvation, but when we stand at the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ, we're going to be rewarded for what we have done for Christ. So it's not being judged for our salvation. Jesus took that judgment on the cross. It's being judged for what we have done in the body, whether good or bad, what we have done for Christ. First Corinthians chapter three that Paul writes that our works are likened to either precious metals, gold, silver, precious metals, or wood hay and stubble. and all the things that are unlike Christ are going to burn up. Uh, You know, when we stand at the Bema Reward Seat of Christ and all the things that were like in the precious metal uh, are going to shine forth and we're going to be rewarded. So the New Testament talks a whole lot about being rewarded. Matter of fact, uh, some of the last words of Jesus that we have in the Scriptures is that he says, and behold, in chapter 22 of Revelation, verse 12, uh, Jesus says, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. So salvation, Jesus did the work. He cried out, it is finished. I pray that we are always established in that. And then uh, we will be rewarded for what we have done for Christ, our love for him, um, desiring to bring him honor and glory. And, uh, it's, and so, you know, it's reality. So what we do for Christ that's what's going to last everything else is going to burn up and go away so we need to keep that in mind and prioritize serving him prioritize living for him and uh because those rewards are eternal you know somebody once said to me that investing in the kingdom uh the 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 rewards and the gains are out of this world and it's true and they will last forever so hey good question good text question there's some confusion in that. Hopefully that clears it up. Well, let's go back to the phone lines. We do have an open line, three zero three six nine zero three thousand. But let's go to Dave in Inglewood. Dave?
0: Hi. Hi, Pastor.
2: How are you, Dave? I, You're on Calvary Live.
0: I, I'm doing good. Um, I, I recently started something with seven other men, and I would encourage it for anybody. We, we have a daily text where we pray for each other. So every day we pray for one individual in our group. And one of right. our members asked for prayer, uh, to have the Holy Spirit lead him in the work that God has for him to do, because he's part of a Absolutely. ministry in the mountains, and he's uh, he's very busy and has a lot of priorities, and he just wants to prioritize God's work in his life. So I'd like to pray for that.
2: Absolutely, Dave. You know, um, we're going to pray for your friend, And but I do want to say that I think that's great, and it's so important for us to be praying for one another. Um, to have a group of friends that you text each other, you're praying for each other, that support is so needed. And the reason I'm kind of pressing it is because I know there are those out there listening that they would agree with that. And so I would encourage listeners, you know, get involved with a small group. Get involved with a group of guys, ladies. Uh, I know that there are ladies that meet here at our church, and they pray for each other. They get together, they pray, they pray for their kids, and it's powerful. And it, it is so so important and and it just blesses me to hear that you're doing that and that um, you guys are texting each other there's that accountability and um, just uh, taking the time to pray for one another is so important so thanks dave for calling and just sharing that and sure. let's pray for your let's pray for your friend so father we thank you that uh, for dave and this group of men that have gotten together and they text each other and his friend that um lord that You would direct him uh, that, uh, Lord, we pray the Holy Spirit would guide him and um, that he would know uh, the work that you have for him. But, Lord, I pray that you would um, just speak to his heart. Um, Isaiah 30 says that as we go to you and as we wait on you, that you promise that we will hear from you, you'll be a voice behind us saying this is the way walk in it. And I pray that you would be that for Dave's friend that the harvest is plentiful, Jesus said, but the laborers are few. And it has, as he has a heart to serve you, and in the mountains, Amen. that, Lord, that you would just guide him to the right people, to the right place, um, and speak to him in that still, small voice. And, Lord, that you prepare him for that as well. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks so much, Pastor.
2: You bet, Dave. Thanks for calling, and I appreciate it. Bye-bye. You know, one of the other things, too, that I think about, um, is Dave was saying, that his friend going up in the mountains, uh, um, you know, th- those quiet places, um, that the Lord, he cares about uh, people in the mountains. He cares about the people in the small towns on the plains. Um, and I have such a heart for the rural areas. Um, to I'm so glad we're able to reach many of them with the radio uh, up here in Weld County. Um, the you know the different places Eton and Nun and uh, Alt and out East in Fort Morgan and out towards sterling brush uh, Wiggins I'm so blessed to be a part of your guys' lives. The Lord loves you and i'm so glad that grace f m is a- able to reach those rural areas Bennett um you know Hudson. Uh, All the little towns and even the mountain towns that reaches Estes Park and Red Feathers and up in Laramie and towards Centennial at the base of the, uh, uh, you know, uh, mountains there, the snowy range. uh, So thankful. Uh, Woods Landing, um, places like that. So, um, you know, to minister in those places, to have the word of God in those places is so, so important. So um, just blesses me. 303-690-3000, 303 690 the number to call. It's not too late. we still got time. Let's go to Misty in Loveland. Misty? Misty? Misty, are you there? Okay, I don't know if we lost Misty, but Misty, if you're listening, we're going to go ahead and pray for you. Um, your prayer request for 8-year-old daughter who has had the flu for two weeks... And having children, um, I think that nothing strikes our heart more uh, than when our child is sick. And so, Misty, if you're listening, we're going to pray for your eight-year-old daughter for healing. We're at the peak of flu season right now in Colorado. Um, and so, Father, we do pray for Misty's daughter. She's eight years old. She's had the flu for two weeks. Um, to watch your child be very, very sick is very concerning. I pray that you would heal her. I pray that you would minister to her, touch her body, um, heal her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, help her to gain her, her strength back, help her to start eating, to be able to eat again, help her, Lord, to, to get you know back in school or doing schoolwork. We pray for healing for her, Lord. I pray for Misty that you bring comfort to her, that you help her to minister to her daughter, And, Lord, we also want to lift up those right now because we're in the peak of flu season in Colorado, and I'm sure that much of the country uh, as it spreads. For those who have the flu, uh, for the elderly, it can be very, very concerning. Um, It is, um, Lord, concerning when children get it. And so, Lord, we pray for healing um, for those Uh, right now, who are listening for loved ones, for children, for their elderly parents, or whoever it might be um, in this flu season, uh, to keep them healthy. I also want to pray for those. I know here uh, in Greeley, at the church, a lot of people have been hit with colds and um, losing their voices and coughs. Lord, we pray for your healing touch, and we know that you care about everything about our lives that we can come to you and ask for that healing. So we just ask this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, we have all open lines. Um, I just want to read something here, um, that, um, somebody who wanted prayer, um, she didn't want to be on the air. So I'm going to keep it very general. She's been listening for several months and, um, she, uh is uh wanting prayer for um her and her husband and for the churches she attends. Uh there's been some difficulty there and stuff. So uh let's take the time also to pray for this caller who called in. And and when anybody calls in and and perhaps you don't want to be on the air, that's okay. We're going to pray for you and you took the time to pray and so um God knows who you are and uh and so, Lord, I just pray for this caller um, who's been listening, Christian a long time, um, but um, we pray for her marriage, we pray for her husband, um, we pray that um, the church that she attends, it's, there's some difficulty there. And I just pray that you would help her and her husband to make a good decision uh, whether to stay, uh, whether to leave, get to a good, healthy church, Lord, we know that church should be be a place of benefit and blessing. So, Lord, you know what she's going through. Um, I pray that you would help her, that you give her wisdom and strength, um, and that you would, um, Lord, help her and her husband to look to you. You want to bless their marriage. You want to bless where they're going uh, in fellowship. So, Lord, I pray that you would do that and that you would minister to her. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So um, hopefully, uh, whoever the caller is, I'd love to hear an update whenever um, and and follow through. Well, let's go to Rebecca from Baltimore. Hi. Rebecca. Um,
1: I just have a prayer request.
2: Absolutely, Rebecca.
1: So um, just about three months ago, I broke up with my fiancé, and I lost my job because of it, because we worked together. So I had to make the decision to leave, and then um, I just (sighs) lost my independence, had to move back home, and I just uh, wanted to know if you had any encouraging words or just um, any wisdom that you could give me.
2: The Lord's going to work with you, Rebecca. I'm so sorry that you've gone through a difficult time, and and breaking up with the fiancé, especially at a time where you probably had a lot of hopes and dreams, and then you lose your job, and now you're in But Jeremiah, when he was writing to the captives, they were off in the captivity in Babylon. I'm going to read to you a verse that perhaps you may be familiar with. But he was told to write them a letter. And here they are. They're isolated. They're away from home. They lost their independence. They're wondering what their future is going to be. And so Jeremiah writes them a letter, and in chapter 29, Verse 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. And then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart, and I will be found by you, says the Lord. I want you to know this, Rebecca, that he's your hope and he's your future, okay?
1: Thank you so much. And, I've been actually hearing that passage uh, for the past few days now, so <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So, thank so the Lord and, and here's the thing to remember. He says, "When you call upon me, it will go and pray to me, and he's listening to you. and when you seek Him, that you're going to f- He says that, um, and you will seek me and find me with all of your heart, when you do that." I want to give you one other passage as well. Uh, from Psalms, and this is a psalm that I turn to uh, oftentimes when things are heavy and things are difficult. And it's Psalm 60, uh, Psalm 61, actually. David is at a time where he's out in the wilderness. Absalom, his son, has rebelled against him. He doesn't know what's going to happen. Y- you know, he he's wondering, he- he- and he writes, that, Hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed and lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower for my enemy, and I will abide in your tabernacle forever, and I will trust in the shelter of your wings. So, Rebecca, you may feel like right now that you're kind of at the end of your world. And it is David that says, In this wilderness, at the end of the earth, my heart is overwhelmed. Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And know this, that the Lord, that He's working, and as you turn to Him, He's going to speak to you, He's going to work, He's not done with you. And He desires to minister to you and to to bring you to that place of just, you know, once again being restored where you find that job, that you gain your independence, and whatever He has for you, you can trust Him, and you can rest in His love. Okay?
1: Thank you so much.
2: Can I pray for you?
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) Father, I pray for Rebecca. She's gone through a lot. She broke up with her fiancé, which I know is hurtful. And Lord, uh, now she's looking for work. She's at home. Lord, I pray that at this time right now that she would look to you because you are her future and hope. And as she seeks you, that... She will hear your voice. And Lord, even as Isaiah 30, I've already quoted this, that as we go to you, Lord, um, and as she does that, that she waits on you, that you'll be good to her, you'll be compassionate towards her, that she will hear from you. And Lord, that she would know that you love her and that you have a plan for her and that she can trust you with her life and that she can trust you in what you're going to do and rest in your love. So I pray that you would do that work in her. I thank you f- for her calling. And Lord, um, just um, just Lord, do an awesome work in her and help her to keep her eyes on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Rebecca, thank you. Be praying for you, Rebecca.
1: All right, you have a good hey. one.
2: Okay, you too. You know, we go, through, we go through the trials and we go through the difficulties in life and know that the Lord is with you. And, um, you know, I, I, I just want to kind of give a final word, this word towards the end of the show. And it is James, um, well, I'm going to read to you actually from Romans 5, that he says that uh, we can rejoice um, in glory and tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, uh, that is, endurance and in, and perseverance character godly character and character hope now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the holy spirit who's given to us you know we have that endurance that produces godly character and then also it, it produces hope and we always have hope in Jesus Christ and whatever you might be going through here as you enter into the weekend is that know that the Lord sees you, He knows you, He hears your prayers, that you can cry out to Him, go to Him, and, um, and know this, that He is working. Um, he promises He'll never leave us or forsake us, and He loves us, His love remains for you. And to know this, um, that He is going to work in a way uh, for His glory, for eternity's perspectives, and so you can look to Him and trust Him. If we can trust Him with our salvation, we can trust him with our lives so and it's not always easy he's there to bring comfort to you strength to you wisdom to you uh, to provide for you in every way so i hope that's an encouragement to those of you who are listening uh, i want to thank everybody for calling in today It's such a privilege to be a part of your lives to be an encouragement to you to just give you scripture to be able to pray with you and keep your eyes on the lord as i mentioned earlier Go to church this weekend. Get involved in a church that teaches the Word of God, and um, and make some good uh, friends and fellowship with other believers. It will be a blessing and a benefit to you. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live.